Hey, what's going on, everyone? How you guys doing? My name is Matt Jarbo. Welcome to Milk Card Mysteries. Today, of course, is the 25th of January, 2021. I believe this is like episode 70, which if I was a more competent podcaster, by that I mean consistent, uh, we'd be well beyond episode 70, but still 70 episodes and it's growing and I appreciate that and I appreciate you and I, and I like doing the show. Today, we got an interesting uh, bit of stuff to talk about, a funny story about a, a, about a smart kid uh, ripping off some people. I have to I have to give him credit there. Uh, a guy who, um, I don't know, I don't know the best way to describe this guy. He's a sicko. He's a sicko involving stuff with children, so make sure none of your kids are listening to this. Besides, I swear anyway. And then uh, a psychopath out of Russia who uh, apparently beheaded his father and was walking around with the skull. Uh, these are the things... Now, keep us awake at night, folks, uh, hurting children and decapitating elders. And obviously here on the program, I uh, just like to talk about all of it because I am a normal, rational, functioning human being. But if you're here, you're probably weird like me. Uh, first thing first, if you guys haven't already, head on over to Instagram.com forward slash Milk Carton Cast. We, uh, we are now officially 150 followers I am very thankful for that. You guys are awesome. I really appreciate the continued support we get. And uh, if you want to support it even further, you can come over here to patreon.com forward slash Matt Jarbo, J-R-B-O, and uh, help out if you want. It's all good. It's all all gravy. I appreciate you guys just listening to the show. So why don't we dive in? Let's dive into this first one here. This is This is great. This one cracked me up the other day. Georgia man allegedly scams nearly $1 million from a grocery store. This is coming in from the New York Post. A million dollars from a grocery store. That's pretty amazing. Now, it says here, when this enterprising teen got a job at a Georgia Kroger, he got right to work scamming nearly $1 million from the store. During two weeks, he was there. Two weeks, this guy was there. Two weeks, this guy. It took me like... 10 years at my old job to figure out like how to finally ask my boss for a weekend off without feeling like I was just like letting everybody down. This dude, Trey Brown comes in and just rips him off for nearly a million dollars in two weeks. I'm not even mad. If I was the state of Georgia, if I was Kroger, I wouldn't even be mad. I would be like, well done. Well played, sir. Uh, perhaps you can consult with us once you get out of federal prison. You can consult with us about all this stuff. Now, here's what we know. Police in Gwinnett County said that the 19-year-old Trey Brown scammed more than $980,000 from the Duluth, Georgia grocery store, where he worked in December and January. Uh, Brown created more than 40 returns for non-existent items and put them all on credit cards. The returns ranged in price from $75 to, you know, the more extravagant $87 thousand dollars eighty seven thousand dollars is what this guy was able to rack up in one go and no one questioned it no one caught it no one at corporate was like this seems weird i feel like a manager should have signed off on this in fact even the store manager when tallying through the day's results been like hmm hmm i don't remember that large of an order going out now the guy should have stayed small time 75 dollars here no one's gonna they're not gonna question that this to be fair they're not gonna question that But here's what he used to buy the money on. According to the article here, he used the money to buy two vehicles, clothes, shoes, and guns. You know, hardcore living. Uh, Two two vehicles, clothes, shoes, and guns. 
Uh, the scam was so brazen that it caught the attention of corporate Kroger employees. They then contacted the police department after noticing the fraudulent transactions. He is now facing charge by theft or charge of theft by taking. I don't, I, I, it's kind of what theft is, is right? Taking something that doesn't belong to you. Now, here's the crazy part. Here's the great part about this. The police say that Trey Brown totaled one of his vehicles he bought with the money before he was arrested. However, a large sum of the money was returned after the arrest. So here's the thing. Okay, so this guy goes in, he he puts them on uh, credit cards. And so he's got all these credit cards and he's buying stuff left and right, buys cars, he buys guns, he buys clothes. He had to have known at some point he was going to get busted. He had to have known at some point that he was going to end up getting caught. But the fact that he got away with it for two months and no one questioned it. I mean, look, I want to argue somebody taught him how to do this. Somebody taught him how to pull this scam off. Either somebody who worked for Kroger, someone he met, someone who's done this before. But I'll tell you, the guy got greedy, man. The guy got greedy. He went out there and he's like, yep, 87 grand. No one's going to notice. If you scam nearly 980, nearly a million dollars from Kroger, if you take that, you get the F out of Dodge. You get the fuck out of town. You bail out of the country. You go down to Mexico where they're not going to care where the money comes from, right? I mean, you you have to spend it quick because they're going to be able to start tra- tracking it back. But still... Like, I give this guy credit for figuring out a way to do that. That's smart. Uh, but as everything, you know, there's a digital there's a digital paper trail now. And you're never going to be able to get away with it for long. It's the gre- it's, this is what happens when people run, right? Like, what do cops say when it comes to finding a, a convict on the run? They find them because they're on the run, because they keep moving. See, m- you know, media, movies, entertainment has told us, taught us, tricked us, into believing a number of things about law enforcement and how to evade law enforcement or how to get away with it. That simply doesn't apply because the technology is, is going in a completely different direction. You know, like forensics on CSI don't exist in the way that the show portrays them. However, that has had actual like problems with authorities. Like they, the juries have wanted CSI level forensics and they're like, it doesn't work that way. Like it's TV. The hell is wrong with you? Um, but then again, what you should realize if you watch any kind of reality TV, none of it's real. It's all it's all fake. Everything you see on television is fake. Uh, but podcasts, totally real, totally honest journalism, hundred percent. So there you there you guys go on that one here. Uh, so this is what we know about 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 uh, this guy's great. I love this story. Now let's go to something horrible because that's what I like to do here. That's what, that's what I like to do. I like to I like to take us into horrible territories because uh, why not? I can. Uh, this is a story that's been making its way around uh, from the Department of Justice. Justice.gov is where this article comes from. Man convicted of multiple obscenity crimes involving children. Now, if that doesn't get your blood boiling, wait till you find out some details. I tried submitting this uh, to the. True Crime Society Facebook group, which I'm a part of. And I love those gals over there. They're great. The moderation team is fantastic. Uh, big up, big out, you know, a big, big promo to Kendall. She's awesome. Uh, and then, uh, you know, so it's like my fellow Spice Girls lover, but that's just an inside joke between us. But anyway, 
you know, they, they were like, what are you doing? Like, you can't post this story here. Like, you're going to get a Zuckerberg. What's wrong with you? You know, like because of how bad the story is. So here's what we know. A Texas man was convicted by a federal jury today for operating a website dedicated to publishing writings that detailed the sexual abuse of children. Yeah, that's disgusting. The writings that detailed the sexual abuse of children. It's like, you know, it's, it's I don't want to call it fan fiction. In some areas of the internet, it's called like slash fic. That's generally more incestuous. Um, I, like, I've spent a lot of time in the darker realm of the internet, so this kind of stuff is not like uncommon to me to know that it exists. Not that I've seen it, but there's some sick shit out there. Now, after a three-day trial, Thomas Allen Arthur, 64, was convicted of three counts of trafficking and obscene visual representations of the sexual abuse of a child, five counts of trafficking in obscene text stories about the sexual abuse of children, and one count of engaging in the business of selling obscene matters involving the sexual abuse of children. This is true. This guy, this sick bastard, has been operating a website called Mr. Double since 1996, over tw almost 25 years. And he has begun charging members for access to the site way back in 1998. So he's been making money at this. This apparently is his full-time job for 20 years. The website was dedicated to publishing writings that detailed the sexual abuse of children, including rape, torture, and murder of infants and toddlers. The evidence at trial showed that all submissions for publication were reviewed and approved by Arthur before he posted them on the site. Some of the author pages contained drawings depicting children engaged in sexually explicit conduct. Evidence at trial showed that the website was Arthur's sole source of income for more than 20 years. 20 years he, he got. Tw that's disgusting. Now, the site was taken offline back in November 2019 when the FBI executed a search warrant at his residence where he administered the site. Uh, apparently, the uh, server where the site was held was in the Netherlands. They do a lot of this overseas and in these other countries that don't ever question what is on their servers. They're not bound by certain laws, so they don't question it. Now, he's going to be sentenced here in, uh, in April. And there is a, there's a larger conversation here. And you guys, I don't know the, the exact demographic of my audience on this podcast. I don't know. I know a lot of you are women, which is great, but I don't know, I don't know your ages. I don't know what, what you know. So there's this, there's this subsect of anime called Loli or Shoda. And they traffic in drawn images of young children in sexually engaging situations. And to me, it's pedophilic. To me, it's disgusting. But to a lot of people out there, it is very much something worth defending because it falls under the free speech category. It's freedom of expression. You're not actually harming anyone. You are creating an artistic expression that is considered okay under free speech. It's a, it's a, it's a grimy place to be, if I'm being honest with you. It's a terrible place to be. Because it's like, for those people out there who support free speech, they're put into this corner. How do you support free speech and, and still more or less like come out on the side of defending this kind of abhorrent material? And it is a problem. It is a major problem. That being said, uh, it's one for you to decide how you want to take it, how you want to approach it. I think it's disgusting. 
but that's just me. Uh, but this guy, I don't know. I mean, he, he trafficked in it. He sold it. I mean, that's what I don't get. Like if it's legal to create these kind of stories, if it's legal to distribute these kind of stories under the auspice of the first amendment, how exactly did they convict him of trafficking in obscene visual representations when those visual representations, if they are not of actual imagery of like photographed or video image of which a person was a child was abused. I don't quite know how it works and I'm not defending him by the way. I don't want, I don't want anyone to think that it's a, it's a, it's one of those situations where you have those moral versus legal quandaries that are very difficult to debate in the public sphere because so many people respond with, with a deeply emotional uh, response to it. It's a very difficult place to be. Uh, as always, I, I I would love to hear your thoughts on this one way or another. Facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash the milk carton is a great way to do it. There's a thread up there right now. If you want to get in, if you're watching this on YouTube, let me know your thoughts below. It's terrible. It's terrible and it's disgusting and it's just uh, sickening. But are there going to is there going to be a, a free speech fight against this thing? Is it going to go to the Supreme Court like the the, the gay cake thing? You know, I mean, I don't know. It's a slippery slope. It's a disgusting one. It's this is why I don't watch anime. Just I'm just saying it's it's weird shit. It's like gateway. That's just my take on it, though. You might think differently and that's all right. That's I will say Full Metal Alchemist is pretty great. So there's that. All right. Let's talk about this last story here where this is coming out of Russia, where a man has been accused of decapitating his father and walking around with a severed head. It happens. You know what? I mean, it, it happens in Russia. There was a a nanny a number of years ago uh, who cut off the head of the child she was babysitting and she was just walking around the streets of Russia with it. You know, she just like decapitated head. She just lost her damn mind. It was insane. Uh, but this this happens every once in a while in Russia. Now, here's this guy. His name, this is coming from heavy.com, by the way. Dmitry Ponomarenko, 30 years old, was arrested on January 20th after police say that they believe that he decapitated his father and walked around the nearby streets with the severed head while covered in another victim's intestines. I'm sorry, what? I must have missed that in my, my precursory reading of this article. That's disgusting. Now, the National Police of Ukraine's criminal department posted about the incident, which occurred in Odessa, Ukraine. Sorry, I was wrong. It was I thought it was Russia. It's, it's Odessa, Ukraine. Anyway, the investigation is currently underway. In a news release, authorities said that they received reports of a man walking down the street with a human head in his hands. Responding officers saw the individual returning to an apartment building and followed him in, at which point the bodies of two victims were found. Both bodies showed the signs of a violent death. Well, you fucking think one of them's beheaded and he's got the intestines wrapped around him like a fucking scarf. Yeah, it's a, it's a little bit crazy. Pardon my language, but still. Now, the victims were identified by the son as the victim's father, 53-year-old Igor Ponomarenko and a family friend, 32-year-old Alexander Demchenko. Dmitry was arrested and charged with the double murder the Ukrainian Information Service reported. If he is found guilty, he could face up to oh, 15 years. So if this psychopath, this deranged psychopath, is found guilty of murdering two people 15 years, he's 30. He'll be out mid-40s. Maybe, I don't know. I don't know how it is with Russia and COVID and, you know, prisons. Is he going to get out early? Good behavior. Anyway, 
Uh, so police officers told the media outlet that when they responded to the scene, Dimitri was still holding his father's heads and he told them he is a God who is not worshiped. Some real Jason Bateman shit or, uh, whatever the guy from American psycho was not Jason Bateman. Al, I don't is Patrick Bateman. That's who it was. Uh, the police's telegrams post indicated that Dimitri was not only holding his father's severed head, but was wrapped in human internal organs. And he told the officers that this was all part of a ritual ceremony. Oh, okay. So it's, you know, he's going to use the religious defense to see how that holds up. Upon following him into the apartment, officers found the body of the father and the friend who also lived in the apartment. Um, when authorities arrested the suspect, the 30-year-old was asked why he committed the crimes, and he simply answered, because I wanted to. 15 years. I just want to quickly reiterate that little that little info nugget right there. 15 years. Yeah, I wanted to kill some people. 15 years. You let this fucker out. He's going to do it again. He's going to do it again. I don't, think, I don't think I'm alone in thinking that. If you let him out, he's going to do it again. Uh, he also told the officers that he shouldn't be handcuffed because he was not a pig. No, he's a, he's a, he's a psychopath. Now the neighbors described the uh, scene to the media. Of course they did. The neighbors always have the, uh, the inside scoops saying a naked and bloody man wrapped in guts and holding a man's head in his hand came out of the front door, sat down on the bench and lit a cigarette. That sounds about right. Another neighbor said he began a rampage in the streets, hitting vehicles with the severed head of his father. Oh my God. So the dude just, you know, went outside like naked covered in blood, wrapped in intestines, holding the head of his father, and decided to have a smoke. And then continued to walk around and use his father's head as a bludgeon to damage cars. How would you explain that to your insurance company? That's just my question. I don't know. I don't even know how I'd explain it to Geico. Tell the claims officer, yeah, so this guy beat my car with a severed skull. Like, do I... How much is... How much is my deductible? Um, but according to the son, what maybe it triggered this was that Ponomarenko was fired from his job at the Duke hotel the day before the incident, because he was under the influence of drugs and exhibited inappropriate behavior. Okay. So clearly there's mental health issues and also substance abuse issues. Uh, on January 22nd, he appeared in court where prosecutors argued against bail stating he does not have a permanent residence or work and he may commit a crime again. Now, apparently the guy's married and he's got a four-year-old son. Uh, thankfully, the judge here at least seems like they, they know what the hell's going on. They denied his bail and they ordered him to be sent to a pre-trial detention center in Odessa for two months. So that is currently where Dmitry Ponomarenko is. And you can see him here on the thumbnail. Far right, the guy looks psycho. So, <laughs> you know, I'd like to mix it up here. On the on the show, I like to give you something kind of funny, and then uh, things that are going to keep you awake at night. Uh, because I'm under the I'm under the uh, the idea that if I have to read it, so do you. But it does go to show you just how weird of a world we live in, how wild of a world we live in, and how disgusting of a world we live in. And a lot of us are intrigued by the macabre nature of other people's devious and diabolical actions. I know I am. I always try to understand motives. And I, and I'm not going to lie. I really like hate it when it's just like the, uh, oh, he was, uh, under drugs, you know, like I, there's gotta be a deeper meaning than that, you know, but the guy thought he was a God in this case. He thought he was a God. How did he think that? What was his YouTube search history like, or whatever the Eastern European equivalent of YouTube is, you know, VR I think is what it is. I don't know. But anyway, 
I am curious to know your guys' thoughts, your guys' opinions on this. Like, how do you take these stories? What do you look for when, when you come across these things? These are things I want to know. Let me know down in the comment section here on YouTube. Find me if you're listening to this on iTunes. Be sure to leave a review. Uh, there's one on there that said I was very compassionate. Thank you. I appreciate it. Someone else said I was heartless. I'm not heartless. I just respond with nervous laughter uh, when I'm when I'm shocked. And it's weird to think after all these years of following true crime, I'm, I'm nearly 40 and I'm still shocked by disgusting stuff. But uh, Facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash the milk card would be a great place to jump in on the action. And of course, I'll talk to you guys tomorrow. Uh, have, your, have yourself a good day. Get some sleep. Enjoy the winter before it's over. And I'll see you guys later. Have a good one and peace out.